We're approaching day 21 now of the partial federal government shutdown. Most employees are missing previously scheduled paychecks today, but they've been telling their own shutdown stories all week. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust and Nicola Grisco join me now in studio with more. And let's begin with yesterday's rally. Tell us about that rally the federal unions had to stop the government shutdown. Effective. What were they saying, Nicole? Well, there were several hundred people outside the AFL-CIO headquarters in Washington, D.C. You know, a really good crowd for a cold, windy day. And, you know, several speakers on stage, a lot of federal employee union presidents, but also lawmakers. Senator Mark Warner was there, Senator Chris Van Hollen, Ben Cardin, the usual suspects that we've been getting to know very well during this government shutdown. And I talked to a few federal employees who were there, and, you know, I think the message was pretty similar across the board. Um, I spoke with Viola Harris-Danzi and Terry and Teresa Mulligan. They're both IRS employees, and they actually came to D.C. on one of two buses full of union members from Philadelphia. Wow. So they came to D.C. in the cold, and I asked them why they decided to show up to the rally. To make our voices heard. We want to go back to work. It's time. 20 days, that's 20 days too long. So what have the past 20 days been like for your, each of you? It's been it's been a little rough just kind of thinking about how much longer this may go on. I mean, um, I have a daughter who just graduated a year ago, so I'm paying student loans, and I have other obligations that, you know, it's going to be hard with not having a paycheck coming in. It's very stressful uh, not knowing from one day to the next when you're going to be working and when you're going to be paid. So that was Viola Harris-Danzi and Teresa Mulligan, two IRS employees from Philadelphia. They mentioned that they may be recalled back to work. They're both customer service representatives at the IRS. And with the IRS decision recently to bring back some employees, they might come back, but they're not sure. And that's contributing to the anxiety and, and uncertainty that they feel. I also spoke with Francis Nichols, and he works for the Federal Pretrial Services Agency. He's working without pay, and he described the impact that it's having on morale. This one, right after the holidays, is a little bit more stressful because we just spent time with our family and friends celebrating the holiday season, and then right after the holiday season, not getting a, a paycheck. And the members I represent, and we still have to report to work without a paycheck, it's getting very difficult. Do I pay for gas to get to work, or do I feed my family? Do I pay for medicine for our children, or do we pay for parking to go to work? It's becoming very frustrating with that. Sounds like a spirited rally. Amelia, what are some of your observations? There seemed to be a general theme among the speakers that day of um, claims and a sort of characterization that this shutdown and the um, moves taken by both the president and the GOP members of the Senate are, quote unquote, taking federal workers and their pay hostage in this shutdown. Um, There was definitely a, a tension in the air and um, not just because the wind chill was pretty aggressive. Yeah, I would I would second that. And I would also say the man that we just heard from Francis Nichols, he's young. He said he was 35. He has a family and he says he loves his agency. He loves his work. He actually likes being part of a union as well that he mentioned. And this shutdown really just diminishes the, the, the positive feelings that he would otherwise have for his work and his agency. You know, I also spoke with Chris Berry. He's actually retired. He's been through shutdowns before, but he's the secretary treasurer of the National Federation of Federal Employees Forest Service Council. And 
they actually have some unintended consequences that I don't think you would think of uh, because of the shutdown. People think of the Forest Service as, as the park rangers and all that kind of stuff. But we also have a large arm that does research, and a lot of that research just stops dead. Many of those uh, research experiments might die during this period and have to be restarted. Uh, a lot of the work on the land continues during the winter, prep work for sales and all that kind of stuff. None of that gets done during these things. So when we start back up, we're restarting so many different things, and it's really frustrating to have to redo what you've done or start behind the whole world. So it is really, really tough. That trickles down to the community where we're doing timber sales and getting the land ready for people to come out when the weather's better. So it is really tough. And that's Chris Berry, formerly of the National Federation of Federal Employees Forest Service Council. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco and Amelia Brust. Now, federal employees have been using the hashtag shutdown stories to talk about their situations during all of this. Amelia, what are some of the stories you've been seeing as our web person here? I've been seeing all kinds of stories on this. Um, the shut the shutdown stories hashtag got especially popular on Sunday when um, TV writer Amanda Dybert um, asked people on Twitter to share their personal stories of being impacted by the shutdown. And there's a really interesting mix of experiences that people are writing about. Um, Similar to what Chris Berry was mentioning, there was somebody from the USDA in State College, Pennsylvania, talking about how their work to try to um, feed uh, people is now uh, behind deadline because of the shutdown. There was a USDA technician from Bryan, Texas, who can't get to the uh, government's greenhouses to water their plants. So that's three months of growth lost. They said that they don't have enough time to replant them before March, and that will lose them about a year's worth of work in the long run. There is uh, someone who uh, identified themselves as an IRS manager who is worried that they're not going to be able to make payments for medications and things for their family, and they're a single parent. And um, a research computer scientist at um, NASA, who's based in Hampton, Virginia, um, is uh, pretty upset that uh, he is furloughed, not on strike, as some have characterized this. So the stories go on and on, and I guess what this shows, Nicole, is that this is not just a Washington function. It may originate here, but it really does have effect across the nation, doesn't it? It does, and that was the message that the National Capital Region lawmakers discussed just a few days ago out in front of the Capitol. They held a press conference, and the message was, look, we're here and we support federal employees, and if we don't you know, maybe no one else will. Um, And they recognize that 80% of the federal workforce actually lives outside of the Washington area. Like Amelia said, it's also not just about employees who necessarily live paycheck to paycheck. Earlier this week, we heard from federal employees who work at NASA. They're career engineers. They're highly specialized in, in what they do. And they have their mortgage scheduled for later this month. And they need to show to pay stubs to prove that they're on the right track here and they can't do that because of the shutdown so the impacts while they are financial and they are distressing for a lot of people you know the impacts go even farther than that for people who you know might have a have a good living and and are um you know might be well paid for their federal job and i guess it's also distressing some of the stories amelia related about experiments and activities within agencies that need care and feeding and tending 
and those getting neglected, you hope the animal experiments at least are going okay, that the animals are fed because they didn't ask to be part of this either. I will also just point out that while scanning through all these messages on Twitter and I noticed that a lot of these uh, posts were sent by people who seem to be pretty new to Twitter, as in joined Twitter within the last week or so. So I don't know if that's just people trying to stir the pot or if it's people who have been so upset by the shutdown that they literally joined Twitter just so they could get in on the conversation. Well, maybe a little bit of both. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust and Nicole Grisco, thank you both so much for being intrepid reporters and getting out there in the cold and bringing this all back. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. And check out our ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.